This is Y-Tune Shuffle. Y-Tune Shuffle, it's the music that informs our lives. The rules here are that there are no rules other than just bring in your music, mm. hit play. And then we get to pick your brain about why those songs. Welcome to Y-Tune Shuffle, a celebration of the music that inspires our lives. With your host, comedian and radio personality Maggie Mayfield and Hollywood's secret weapon, David Earl Waterman. This is Y-Tune Shuffle. I'm so happy to be doing this. It's Sunday while we're recording. I'm Maggie Mayfield, your hostess. Uh, I've got one of my favorite humans, and, I, and I'm not just saying that because we've been in quarantine together and we don't know how much longer it's going to be. Chad Ridgely is co-hosting this episode with me today. Hi, Chad. Hello. <laughs> and then our guest today, I'm super excited to introduce to you. We call her affectionately the Cougar of Comedy, also known as Jilly Real. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be on the show. I No, I'm really excited. And we're watching the background too, which is amazing because you have this beautiful painting of a cougar or a puma or something hanging it's out. It's a cougar. I'm going with cougar. Yeah. No, it's or mountain lion, whatever it is. It's oh, definitely like channeling. Yeah, the inner you. You are a writer, actress, comedian. You do a, you produce a bunch of shows to support the troops, which Chad and I have been on a couple of times. And um, you've done all of that living in Los Angeles not not that long. You're from Minnesota originally. Yes. Where about in Minnesota? Uh, it's a small town called Delano. Uh, about a 40 minutes outside of Minneapolis, St. Paul, which turns into corn cows, country, and Trumpers. Sorry. <laughs> um, what? A little tough. Right. How often do you get back? Normally every, I'd say three months, but right now I haven't been back since um, October and it's so hard. It's, uh, it's, it's tough. Ah, before the flood. <sighs> You are a gigantic fan of the Minnesota Vikings. I am. And um, I don't know if we'll see them this year, but, you know, football pants. What are you going to do to fill your fall? <laughs> uh, Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. <laughs> Those are just a few. Yeah. So how did you get to L.A.? Like, what was the deciding? You were like, I'm coming to Los Angeles. Or was it well, like, was it kind it of a... Did you it hop was around? Progressive. Okay. Like I started in San Diego. I was there for about a year and a half after my first marriage ended in Minnesota there. And uh I just decided I wanted to see the sunshine and possibly go to law school and that didn't happen. <laughs> and then uh, I met with this attorney that would have been one of my professors. And he's like, what do you want to do as a kid? And I'm like, uh, act, write, create. And he goes, Hollywood's just up the road. Go figure it out. And if you still want to go to law school, we're still going to be here. So I blame him for everything. <laughs> no, but that's right. I mean, chase your dreams because the schools will always be there. Yeah. Just now They'll virtually. take your money. <laughs> right they'll always take your money and so tell me about like your so how did you get started into stand-up because I can't imagine you were like I want to be an actress and then you were like yeah I'm hilarious like I'm, I don't think that's quite a linear yeah it, well it started it was um it started with modeling I thought I was too old to be doing that and then I then it became commercials then it became oh I'm gonna take an acting class 
And then it turned into, oh, I'm going to act now. And my agent at the time was like, you're so funny. You should do stand-up. And I kept poo-pooing him like, oh, yeah, one day, one day, one day. And finally, he booked me on a show and he gave me about four days to put material together. And it was a competition on top of it. It, it. it was just crazy getting critiqued after it. But it was fun. And I caught the buzz. And I just wanted to get better and better and better at it. I guess a personal challenge. So I feel like I'm still trying to improve every time I go up. Yeah. So. And how did you meet Chad? Because one of my favorite things that you talk about on stage is like how you met Chad Ridgely doing one of these <laughs> music videos that he put together. <laughs> well, I, 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 I want to say we met on a, a different video. Yeah, it was uh, to catch a cougar, did, actually. Yeah, I just did a little voiceover. I That's guess right. I, I was flattered at the time. He's like, nah, you're not old enough to be one of the cougars. I'm like, really? Uh, <laughs> It's true. It's true. You were not uh, old enough to be one of the cougars. Uh, so, uh, but you had the perfect voice. So it was like a, we did a a parody of the Chris Hansen to catch a predator stuff. So I was playing so Chris Hansen, and then I would say, "Let's take a look at your chat log." And then Jilly's voice would come up over the, the graphics, where yeah. we would see, you know, I just want to, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that's blada blada blada. Yes, that's Chad's quite the writer when it comes to that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh. Yeah, and some of it we even used. <laughs> but but yes, the most memorable uh, video he put me on was uh, something called Hot Lesbians Tied Up While Making Out and Fighting music video by Black Attack. And I, I was getting this spike in website traffic, so I was able to see where it was. It was all coming from that video, and I think it probably does to this day. Uh, thanks, Chad. You're welcome. And for those who don't know, it's a comedy music video. It's very, it's very much like Lonely Island or Weird Al Yankovic. It's not, it's not just lesbians. Title. It's like, the, <laughs> it's the, not the, a porn. It's the, not a porn. The title yeah. from that came from like I wanted to drive traffic to the video, so I looked up the topmost search terms online. And at that time, uh, I said, whatever the results are, that's going to be the title of the song. So I ran the, the Google algorithm thing, and uh, the results for the topmost search terms then were uh, hot lesbians making out and smoking, tied up and fighting. And I said, all right, well, that's, a, that's the title of the song. So it's hot lesbians making out and smoking while tied up and fighting. And Jilly is the, uh, the star of that. Thank God uh, I had red hair at the time, so I'm just going to go. It was Maggie. <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh that's what me <laughs> and now you're doing stand-up all over the place and i'm excited to jump into your songs me too julie this is your song number one this is where julie gets on the table acdc you shook me all night long uh, why this song? Why did you pick this song? I just have loved that song growing up. I still love it today. It's the quintessential party drunk song with my friends in Minnesota. Uh, probably with one arm in the air doing the super white girl drunk dance. And um, I didn't even know until my mid-20s 
that they were Australian. And I'm like, this is my favorite band. I didn't even know they were a bunch of little Australian guys. I'm like, oh, from that continent. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains a lot because MTV was not around at the time when the song came out. And then they were like, we should make a music video. But Australia at the time had a channel that would play music videos. So they made a vid- like they're one of the first bands that made a music video before it was even cool to do that. I, I didn't even know that. So this makes you think of like party. Who is your, who would you call your like best friend from home? Like your, your, your core person or people. Your co-partier. Mm-hmm. Well, we used to have this little group and I don't even know why we called ourselves this. Uh, we called ourselves the trailer park girls, but none of us hailed from a trailer park. But I think it's because we liked some stupid Eminem song or something. Anyway, <laughs> They, they they are all a bunch of hot moms now that still drink more than I do. I mean, I guess if I were a mother, that would make me want to drink. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, they're they're all still back in Minnesota with 2.5 kids and dogs and the whole, you know, I'm the only uh, odd ball here. Living the dream, living your dreams. Living the dream. Can we talk about that for just a second? Because as like a creative person, it does get really difficult going home and Mm -hmm. seeing everyone else that's like working their way up toward their retirement and putting away for their pension. And they've got the white picket fence and the kids and you're like, and they ask you questions like, wait, you don't get paid to do comedy? Like they don't, like they don't get it. Like, and those questions just make you feel like you're two feet tall. You're like, oh, you're just like. You know, it it gets even worse when they just stop asking you about it because they can't relate. So they just don't even ask anymore. Yeah. Or they've seen some of the pictures I posted and they're like, they've just jumped to another conclusion or Chad's video (laughs) that I'm doing porn and they don't want to know about that. And that's not true. Yes. Uh, My video was not porn, though, but... uh... It could it could give some of that impression. My folks were always like, "Well, if you're not if you're not doing it in film, then why don't you just do TV?" As if it was just a choice. I'm like, "Oh, wow! I never considered that. Thank you, Aunt Ruth." Uh. Right. That's hilarious. Your dad said something funny that I like when you talk about this story, Chad. When your dad's like, "Isn't stand up when you just?" Oh yeah, my dad. So when I, when I told my dad that I was doing stand up comedy, he thought. That um, that was just standing on stage and reading jokes out of a book. <laughs> He's like, so you just stand up there and like read jokes out of a book? And I'm like, uh, no. It's not, a little more complicated than that. Not, not quite. Uh, I read it off a wadded up paper with chewing gum in my broken dreams. Uh, <laughs> That's how that works. Did he say like who he thought the, whose jokes you were reading? Like who, no, he just thought point? he just thought it was like a joke book that you would get at a bookstore, like some old dog ear paperback. Yeah, <laughs> we have all been trying too hard. Then apparently, right? apparently so. Apparently that's that's all I needed to be doing. Hmm. Uh, so he's since come to shows and has figured out that that's not what I'm doing. Um, probably wishes that's what I was doing, but. Uh, no, it's all original, Dad. All original stuff. Wrote it myself. My mom always thinks that when she comes to my comedy shows, she's like, it's okay if you make fun of me. I'm like, you don't want me to make fun of you. Like, no. Because it's not nice. <laughs> like, it's not going to be nice, Mom. Uh, yeah, my uh, my parents kind of opted out 
uh, viewing any of my comedy after a while because they're like, that's dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, what did you say in your – I read your article in the Playa Vista magazine, which was really cute, and you're the cute dirty. Is that how you call yeah. it? Cute dirty. Yeah. Yeah. What's cute dirty? My parents don't think it's cute, though. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any brothers and sisters? I have one brother. He's a year and a half older than me. He has four children and three grandchildren. So I'm good. I don't need to breed. No, no, you're good. (laughs) The family has procreated. They look like they could be my kids. Even the grandkids look like they could be my kids. So I can always, you know, if I need to fill a void, I can steal one for like a weekend or something. Yeah. And um, were you guys close growing up? You and your brother? Yeah. Best friend, worst enemy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we were out there in the middle of nowhere. So it's like we hated each other, but we had to play together. <laughs> so. He never like, was he like a protector at school? Not like, you know, if boys were trying to. No, he was awful. He wanted to pretend he didn't know me. And it was easy because he has brown hair, brown eyes and olive skin. And I ended up looking like this. And he just wanted to pretend he didn't have a sister. The blonde hair, awful. bright blue eyes. Right. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Total opposites. Like I just. Just someone asked me the other day, they looked at a picture I had of my family and they were like, oh, so you must still be close with your ex-husband to have a picture of him. And I'm like, are you, why would I, no. What? I know him. That's my brother. germs. <laughs> 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 did you have your own room when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah, I did. Ooh, so what it was really bizarre have? too. Like my brother's room somehow was painted pink but it had semi-truck wallpaper, and then my room was blue. I don't know if it was a psychological experiment. <laughs> yeah. What, were the, what, sure. what did you have hanging up? Art, posters? Oh, oh my God. So when I was young, coming full circle here, I had, I loved big cats. So I had probably a cougar picture, panther pictures. All, <laughs> then, um, then that got replaced by Michael Jackson, just every square inch of, Woo-hoo. When he kind of looked like Michael Jackson, yeah, that era. Nice. So thriller. Yeah. Thriller. Yeah. yeah. That's when all the girls were in love with him. Oh yeah. Yeah. You ever get into Prince? Was that? Oh yeah. He just. I mean, I didn't. You're well, from Minnesota. I... You would think like that was your. Well, my cousins and I would have this fight about it, like who's better, you know, hotter, cuter, and I'm like, well, you guys are short. And, he, and he's tiny, so I, it didn't work for me. Yeah, Jilly's very tall. Leggy. Very beautiful. Well, that was all from ACDC. <laughs> Party girl. All right, here we go. This is your song number two. Probably for me, one of the most iconic music videos of all time, Madonna, Vogue, song number two. Jilly, why did you pick this song? Where does it take you? What does it make you think of? Yeah. Oh, one of my girlfriends, uh, high school era, I think. Um, I think that's when this came out. We would, we would drive, you know, we just got our driver's license. So we thought we were so cool in the car doing the whole like thing while we're driving and the hands. um, And then we carry that stupidity every time we heard it. And then it's going to get a little sad for a second here. Um, and so every time we heard it, we had to do the whole thing, like Night at the Roxbury sort of. And um, 
and then she passed away and um she she was killed in a car wreck when she was 25 and so um it was so crazy i turned on the radio in my friend's car as we were leaving the funeral and the song came on so I was just wow like, so wow i just i just she's always with me but when i hear that yeah what's her name gina how did you meet her gosh I'm trying to remember um i mean we always went to school together but became very very close friends when we were in dance team together and she convinced me i was very tall and not good at sports and that i should probably audition for the dance team so <laughs> She encouraged me and I became our captain and I, it was one of the things I loved so much about high school because I didn't love everything about it. Well, you're in luck because nobody loved everything about high yeah, school, right? except the people that peaked in high school and now they're sad. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they, they all watch us now doing our thing. Right. Were you, um, were you a, would you say a good student in school? Or- I was a freaking nerd um Go i nerd. won the spelling bee because i sat and studied the dictionary alone in my room um i would record words on those old cassette tapes and then i would play it and then i'd see if i could like i would mock a spelling bee all by myself and my yeah and i i didn't i was not i was an awkward looking human um so that was definitely not my I did not hit my stride for a while. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's so awesome. You, you were not one of those kids that were like at the parties every weekend, trying pot. No. Yeah, your brother wasn't like, you have to do this with me. Don't tell mom and dad. No, tonight is letter D in the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by. <laughs> Listen, I have been making up for it ever since. So, uh. <laughs> But you're like one of the smartest comedians. Because you know the whole dictionary. Yeah, well, she can spell all the words. Well, you know, and I, I I, think they had it for four years, and I made it to the spelling bee all four years, but the word I lost on one time was incognito. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not fair. Who needs that in Minnesota? That's not a word in Minnesota. That is totally <laughs> not fair. I got I ripped off, too. I didn't know what too. it meant. I was like, wait, how do you hide from everyone that knows all your business and knows you that is not possible i got i i lost a spelling bee it was down to me and one other kid and they they screwed me over on judgment right because <laughs> i spelled it with an e like and like now there's two correct spellings but at this time they were like they had just come out with like it was a new thing like judgment's now not going to have an e in the middle of it and so the other kids spelled it the other way, and I got disqualified. And my mom was an English teacher, and she was so mad. She's like, I'm going down there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think you should re-challenge this kid. I, I don't know where he is, but I want to find him, and uh, I want to have another spell-off. <laughs> I think you should, just to satisfy that. For me, Madonna Vogue takes me back to... Uh, I'm a little bit younger than you, so I was... 
um, maybe in middle school. And my thing was to take a wooden spoon and line all of my stuffed animals up on the couch. And I would play Madonna's immaculate collection on repeat and like do these routines and like sing the whole album to the stuffed animals. Like I was going to be a pop star. That was, that's where Madonna takes me. And like, what's hilarious is on that album too, is like Papa don't preach, which is all about like, I'm pregnant, dad, fuck off. Um, (laughs) and my mom would be like, you know, you can like that music, but not want to be like her. <laughs> <laughs> Just what know. you don't understand. Right. Like, I don't so know. why did they all have spoons? Why did the stuffed animals no, have spoons? No, I had a spoon, oh. like a microphone. Oh. Okay. It was confusing I thought the to same me. thing, too. I'm okay. like, why did... What, what, why did they were they hungry <laughs> they yeah, were... i just envisioned a bunch of teddy bears all holding spoons and you singing to them <laughs> sing along everyone sing along <laughs> which is not much different from my stand-up now um, all right here we go this is your song at number three unless chad you have a connection to madonna vogue um i liked that album i i would play it in my cd player in my car um what kind of car did you have it was a Mazda RX-7. Nice. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, that's... Um, By yourself, or did, like, your buddies know that you would play Madonna? I don't know. There was, you know, it was it was pretty hip to, like, Madonna. Like, she was on VH1. She had some cool videos. Like, you know, it was... Pretty sexy it was and cool. controversial. I was hoping it was in the cop car. Oh, yeah. No, that was... Uh, I, I tried to play tougher music in the cop car. <laughs> 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 Nice. All right, here we go. This is your song number three. We can live beside the ocean, leave the fire behind, swim out past the breaker, watch the world die. Well, all right, little punk rock diva. Everclear, uh-huh. the song's called Santa Monica. Where does that song take you? I just got goosebumps. You know, I love this song, and I don't even remember when it came out, but I think it was around my first divorce. Cause I'm lucky enough to have had two now. Um, <laughs> and, and I, it was when I was California dreaming. So to me, it was like, Oh, that's so cool. It's Santa Monica, you know, and, and, and all these, he just wants to see some palm trees and, you know, and then I did it and then I played it even more. Cause I'm like, I'm here. And this is, you know, so, but then when you're here and cranking it with the windows down, they're like, the hell you're here. Why are you playing that song? You're not, cool like you were in minnesota blaring santa monica (laughs) that is a good point like as southern california residents are we allowed to blast red hot chili peppers and sublime and no doubt like are we allowed to right can you even play i'm going back to cali yeah can you right (laughs) california love beverly right are we allowed to do that anymore no that's it no okay yeah not yeah no triggering (laughs) (laughs) you you just look like the tourist where or you look like the person that lives here wearing the tourist t-shirts right all right so this came out about if around the first time first divorce yes and you were and then you were still in minnesota at that time Mm -hmm. um and i was really trying to make my decision about moving and um, this was when they would offer you jobs before you moved away. So I had um, gotten two job offers when I just came for a short weekend, didn't even realize I was going to interview. And then I said no, because it was just too much to process. And they both, when this was when they sent you letters in the mail, said, we're still interested several months later. So I said, okay. 
I'm, I'm going. So that, the song motivated me. Well, we're glad you did. Yeah, likewise. What was the? What were the jobs? It's my music video. <laughs> it was Chad kept contacting me, and I was like, "Fine," you know. And I didn't, Weird. I didn't make it out for for the healthy tips, you know. But uh, no, <laughs> yeah, they were paralegal jobs in San Diego. So, yeah. Was there a particular aspect of law that was interesting to you, like divorce they- law? <laughs> That is what I wanted to do. I wanted to do uh, family law or criminal law because I have a lot of uh, divorces and criminals in my life, you know. Uh, but uh, I, I, I didn't even want to go into that field. It was my dad that's like, you should be a lawyer. You should be a paralegal. So I was following my dad's dream, and um, unfortunately, you get so far down the rabbit hole that, and I, and I said. The one thing I don't want to end up doing is real estate or taxes. And that's exactly what I ended up doing. So it's a love hate for me. It pays the bills, but I'm, you know, not, I like what the one I'm doing now, but real estate. Yeah. What do your parents do? They're retired. What did they They sit out and look at the corn? (laughs) What, uh, well, what do they do the rest of the 10 months of the year? (laughs) Then they look at the snow. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, when you were growing up, what what did uh, what did mom and dad do? Oh well, very interesting. So they they were uh, they met working in a candy factory. They had a, sweet a, a bunch of a uh, Luca. That's why I'm so sweet. Uh-huh. Uh Mom had a bunch of blue collar jobs growing up, but my favorite was she had a job at the Tonka Toy Factory. So oh, she could yeah. bring home the reject toys. So I'd have a doll with one leg or a, a, a wow. car with three three tires or a sailboat for the bathtub that wouldn't float. You, you, know, you so. lived on the island of the misfit toys. I did. Wow. <laughs> Nobody wants awesome. a Charlie in the box. <laughs> it was awesome. My dad um, actually put himself through college, actually GED and college in his 40s. It was really impressive and became um, an electronic engineer wow. for um, – they lost a child to SIDS before my brother and I were born. And so I just thought it was so admirable because he specifically wanted to go out there and build heart monitors for babies. For, wow. that, that, so for the whole SIDS issue. So, and he did. He's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. What a yeah. great story. Why law? Why was he like so fixated on you doing law? I, you know, I think back there, um, they don't, you know, everyone's so blue collar that the thought of just get, you know, college is too expensive. Just get a technical, a trade, a skill. Um, so I think it was like, well, that's stable. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you don't want to be pay- paying for four years of college. And so I ended up and I did, I did end up getting my bachelor's, but I went to college all at night, all through my twenties. And I can tell you that was pretty miserable. Mm-hmm. So then I moved to LA and just lost my mind. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. This is your song number four. God bless you, please. This is Robinson. Heaven holds a place for those who pray. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. It's still such a great song. Like, I still love it so much. Simon and Garfield, Mr. Robinson. It still sounds 
so good so real like relevant i don't care it's good and now you are mrs robinson <laughs> is that really why you picked it because the cougar comedy yes and i loved <laughs> it when uh was it the Lemonheads did a version of it i want to say uh but yeah that's why i picked it um but just like you said that is just such a good classic song you can never get tired of but yes it's because of the cougar the cougar um <laughs> oh yeah the song oh, makes yeah. me think of like my mom we would have these family clean nights when i was a kid on like third comedy no it was like <laughs> thursday night like I would have to clean the bathrooms and my oh, sister would have cleaning. to like dust and my mom would do the kitchen. Mm. But like every week, one of us got to pick a new album and my mom would pick Simon and Garfunkel a lot. And so we would, oh. or like the Moody Blues or the Almond Brothers, you know. Um, so cool. this makes me think of like cleaning bathrooms. <laughs> like, <laughs> family clean night on Thursday. She's like, I don't want to do it on the weekend. So that was her. That's her thing. So I think about pouncing on younger men and you think about cleaning toilets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very different. The, uh... <laughs> Both full of germs. <laughs> <laughs> so this song was actually written for the movie The Graduate yes. in 1968. And what's so fascinating is like it didn't win best song from a movie for an Oscar that year because they never filled out the forms to be considered for it. Oh no. Yeah. They were, oh. Simon was like, it was the sixties. We weren't paying attention. I was like, Oh yeah, you were high as fuck. Like that's what oh, happened. Yeah. You that were was listening. Dustin wow. Hoffman's breakout role. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? So and now, you know, Cougar. Now Comedy. I know. Also, can I just say for one second, like stalking your website today, thecougaroofcomedy.com, it is like one of the most well-branded websites. Like your pictures up there are phenomenal. Like it is such a beautifully put together website. Like I, it's so well done. It's so Thanks. well done. Yeah, it's very well branded. In fact, it's trademarked. She's trademarked that. I am. She's trademarked Cougar of Comedy. That's so good. That's so, so good. Actually, there's a friend of mine who just moved to Vegas, Charlie Hester. Uh, she goes by the Dirty Ray of Sunshine. She's like obsessed yeah. with you. Like obsessed. It's cute. Yeah. No, she's the sweetest. Mm -hmm. She moved to Vegas? Yeah. Just last week. Wow. Yeah. With her new boo. Her new boyfriend. Aww. I know. Cute. All right. Here we go. How sick. Thing. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is, uh, I'm sorry to say, song number five. I used to love her. These lyrics make me laugh so hard. <laughs> Guns and Roses used to love her. Your song number five, where does it take you? What's it make you think of? I'm excited to hear it, this. Uh -huh. It is just one of the best breakup songs ever, you know, especially if you <laughs> really can't stand that person. And so. You know, I th this last th divorce was particularly nasty. So, you know, I, I, I might have fantasized about maybe his motorcycle flying off cliffs and stuff. Um, and I would, yeah, I would sing this song a lot. Made me feel better. Made me feel good in my heart. <laughs> good. Good. So it takes you to like, it's like your pump up song when like dudes are being shitty. Yeah. It's a revenge yeah. song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah, actually. Oh no! Go I was ahead. just like, yeah, it is a revenge song. <laughs> Does this remind you of any place or any time in your life? Um, it actually, I doesn't really. It doesn't really take me to any specific, uh, 
breakup because um, they're all bad. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine are more sad than bad. Yeah, lucky. But they all rhyme with Chad, so <laughs> it takes me back to being taunted in high school, not high school, elementary school, when they would rhyme every word with Chad. Oh, man. It's, I don't think you should tell fellow comedians that because if they ever do shows with you again. Oh, you know. I can take a roast. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad. So bad, Chad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd never heard the song until today. Was, I'm not like a huge. I don't know the Guns N' Roses repertoire. It's not really uh, like in my DNA. But what I did find about the song, which I found was so interesting, that this song was part of two high-profile murder trials that got the defendant convicted. <laughs> oh. Let me tell you about them. Is that okay? Revenge indeed. Yeah. So in 2002, there was a guy named Justin Barber from Florida who was accused of killing his wife. And a forensic analyst testified that he downloaded the song just hours before the murder. So they played the song for the jury with the lyrics up in the courtroom. And they were like... Yeah, you did it. And uh, convicted him to life in prison. The second time was in 2012. This guy, Thomas Michael William, allegedly sang this song as he was shooting his ex-girlfriend and then sent a text to his friend 11 minutes before he shot her that said, used to love her. And uh, he was convicted and sentenced to 50 years to life. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. I'm glad my ex didn't accidentally <laughs> fly off a cliff and then right. somehow they're like, maybe she has something to do with it. So <laughs> isn't that insane? I don't know. Like, wow. Right. Right. This is the forensic files portion of Y tunes shuffle. <laughs> I know that like crime murder podcasts or and like the Netflix documentaries about like crime, like true crime. Like that's a big deal right now. So like every white girl's like, I need to know about these cases um so there'll be a podcast about that coming soon i'm sure but is that a thing that you've gotten into these true crime podcasts oh yeah you know they brought back a a season of unsolved mysteries and i was so excited because you know that was so great back in the day and i gotta say these ones weren't that great i was like really you couldn't come up with something a little more yeah Maggie and I tried to watch one, and we just randomly picked one of the, e- the episodes on Netflix, and it was all in French. It's in French. And it, it wasn't even <gasps> subtitled. And we're like, what are we watching? Yeah. Okay, we, next. Yeah, three yeah. minutes in, we were like, no, not this. No, it's good. Apparently, she's on, onto a crime. Hey. Char. So your dog's name is Chardonnay. <laughs> That's the first time I'd ever heard you say something like that. Chardonnay, knock it off. <laughs> Why did you name your dog? Yeah, usually I'm like, keep it coming, keep it coming, Chardonnay. Um, Yeah, I just, there was a a guy hanging around too much, and I just said, you know what? Our interaction isn't that deep or interesting, and when I get a puppy, you're gone. She she lives here. So, uh, they both both pay the same uh, rent. Sure. Yeah, sure got her uh registered as an emotional support animal so the the letter says your emotional support support is chardonnay <laughs> true word and it's not even a lie it's not even a dirty nasty lie <laughs> that's so good so good well thank you for sharing your fave five those were amazing i love all those songs so much yeah. thinking very hard i'd love to hear the experience of your very first concert I think, okay, so I was thinking about this, and it was a Belinda Carlisle concert. No way. With a church group 
at the Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> so you went with your church group? I did. I went with a little bunch of little church girls, and I don't even know. I think her songs were sort of clean. I don't really remember at the time. What, what are some of her hit songs? Well. Belinda Carlisle. I mean, she was with the Go-Go's, and then oh, she we get spun the off on her own, and, you know, she was just so pretty, and all the little girls. Because I remember the Go-Go's, and I remember their songs. Yeah. But I don't remember any of her hit singles. If you name a few, I pro- I, I'm sure I do, but I couldn't, couldn't tell you. Ooh, baby, did you know that's yeah. worth? Mm, oh, heaven is heaven a, on he- earth. Heaven yeah. is a place on earth. No wonder it's a yeah. church group. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're singing about heaven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why. We're like, this is... This is uh, Catholic school approved. <laughs> that is the only song that I recognize that she's sung. And that was probably Solo. the only one we knew, too. Yeah, that's all right. And you were like, cool. Yay, music. Yay. Yeah. State fair and fried food and music. Yeah. And cows. Cows. Oh, my God. Did Bart, you, ever, you didn't Barn have, animals. Did you ever do that, like 4-H club? I would, I would guess that that would be a thing. No. Okay. My parents were just not into paying for any extracurricular activity activities so we had to make up our own 4-h and you got you got <laughs> you got tonka toys yeah so. she was out there playing with her three-wheeled choo-choo and one-legged barbie, barbie yeah. <laughs> yeah i was busy <laughs> and you had to read the dictionary and reading so. the dictionary. right i had a lot to do <laughs> what about the last live music you saw you know what, you asked me that, and I'm really struggling to think about who that was. Um, I know, it's been a while. that makes me really sad. Mm-hmm. I want to say I went to an outdoor concert with a bunch of different musicians in Pasadena. They were trying to do something that was like Coachella, only at, near the Rose Bowl. And I saw Tom, Bet- Tom Petty. Tom oh. uh, Maybe a week or two before he passed away, and wow. I was so glad I went. Yeah, I was yeah. so glad I went. I was, uh, I was always a fan of his music too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always looked like he was going to keel over dead, so you just never knew. I mean, <laughs> always from the like, time always. he was young, just yeah. always. Well, he was free, yeah. free falling. <laughs> yeah, I'm sad to say that might be the last time I went to like a concert concert. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, the last live music that we saw was Cheryl Crow. Oh, yeah. At the the uh, iHeart Radio Radio Theater. Theater. And that was like in December. And she played her brand new album, Thread, which was great. But uh, Really? Yeah, it feels like it's been so long. I feel hungry for music, like... How, how many shopping days till Christmas? You know, I know. Are we are we having it? Are, right. <laughs> they canceled Halloween. Like who knows? Like who knows? Anything? What could they happen. canceled Halloween? Oh yeah. What? Yeah, they canceled like all the like not scary farm. But you're already wearing a mask. <laughs> and I'm already dressed like a slut. What are we gonna do about this? <laughs> what are we gonna do? Do it anyway. Do it anyway. <laughs> Well, Jilly, this has been really cool. Thank you so much for your time and your energy. What's your corner of the internet? How do we find you and talk more music or just keep up with your stand-up and everything that you're up to? Everything can be found at thecougarofcomedy.com or Instagram, thecougarofcomedy. Mostly hang out there. 
because my dad doesn't know that exists. So, isn't that so true? I'm like, I'm on Instagram because my parents aren't there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. that's so great. I love you guys. I miss you guys. I we love you hope too. To see you soon. Jilly, really, you've been amazing. Thank you so much. Chad Ridgely, thanks for sitting in on this episode. Oh, yeah. I've been Maggie Mayfield, your host. Please like, subscribe, and share. We're on all the platforms. You can find us at ytunesshuffle.com. 